Welcome to On The Go with Hopscotch Air. I'm Andrew Schmertz. With lockdowns ending and people wanting to escape their homes, we're going to introduce you to some great Northeast destinations. Today, it's Newport, Rhode Island, the coastal and sailing community on the South Shore near the Atlantic Ocean. Evan Smith is the president and CEO of Discover Newport. Evan, thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. Thank you for the invitation. We really enjoy talking about my favorite topics, travel. Travel and Newport. Tell us a little bit about this. Tell us a little bit about Discover Newport. So we are the official tourism marketing agency for the city of Newport, Rhode Island and the eight surrounding towns. So we have the great honor of promoting actually nine beautiful towns in and around the city that all feature something special for people to enjoy. Yeah, no, it's an amazing place. And I want to talk about the, the confluence of the sailing community, the great restaurants you have, as well as the history in a moment. But you know, we can't do any interview today without talking about the pandemic. Uh, things are coming back. Newport is open for business. Tell us about how you're emerging from the pandemic and how tourism is looking this summer. We were very fortunate in that we've seen a travel trend unfold the last two summers where a lot of people have been leaving metropolitan areas trying to get to open spaces, whether they're going to the mountains, going to the lakes, going to the coastline. So Newport, Rhode Island was one of those special places where people actually migrated to. So last summer and this summer, we've seen an influx of people coming in. Uh, and so our recovery has gone much better than our uh, metropolitan partners who are unfortunately losing market share. And, and we're seeing that gain. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to take. I think it's going to be probably 2022 before we have a full recovery. But we're really excited and pleased with the recovery pace uh, today. Are people who traditionally would just come in the summer now staying through the winter? Have you noticed that? We have seen people taking extended holidays. People that used to come for a weekend are coming for two weeks. People that used to come for two weeks are coming for the whole summer. But I think one of the most important trends I'd share with our listeners here today is that people are coming and looking to buy new homes. The real estate market has absolutely exploded. And our realtors are saying they've never been busier. Um, this is, again, the exodus from metropolitan areas. And so um, the COVID and the pandemic have created a, a sh- major shift in the paradigm for real estate. So if you're a first-time traveler to Newport, and I know we have a lot of those customers ourselves, what are some travel tips you're recommending to people? And what are the must-see spots? So if somebody is coming for a weekend or for a week, what do they have to see so they'll want to come back again next weekend? So when you say Newport, Rhode Island to different people, I think they conjure up different visions in their mind. But the vision I hope they're seeing is the quintessential New England seaport. They see the harbor, they see the fishing boats, they see a beautiful town with the white church steeple in the background. Um, That's the vision that they should be thinking about. Uh, But when they get here, the first timers obviously need to see our great architecture and experience the great architecture. Newport is home to these incredible castles the Newport mansions, uh, over a dozen of them are open to the public. And so uh, a first-time visitor definitely is going to want to see the architecture. Uh, a second must-do checklist item is walking the cliff walk. There's a three-mile uh, walk that goes along the southern end of the island, on Aquinic Island, and it's absolutely beautiful. And so that's something that people do, whether it's their first visit or their 10th visit. 
And, and depending on when they come, if they're coming in season, which for us is May through October, uh, another must do on the checklist is to get out on the harbor and experience the water. Because to understand our city and the, and the beauty of our island, there's a number of different harbor cruises that people can take, uh, both on power and sailboat. And so those are some of the first time highlights that people really need to get into. Uh, obviously, it's a big sailing community. Uh, I know a lot of people who go to sail. Uh, talk to us about the sailing community and the history of sailing in Newport. So Newport, uh, being a natural harbor in the Northeast, has been welcoming mariners uh, for a long, long time. Uh, but it started, I think competitive sailing certainly started uh, during the Gilded Age, uh, when a number of the, the wealthiest people in America, the Vanderbilts and others, uh, brought world-class yachting to our city. Uh, and then in 1930, the first America's Cup comes to Newport, Rhode Island, and it's raced there for 53 years. Uh, till we sadly lose it to the Australians in 1983. Uh, but that also uh, caused us to diversify. And today uh, we're host to hundreds of different regattas of all different size classes. Uh, we have races that go literally around the world. We have races from Europe to Newport. We have races from Newport to Bermuda. Uh, name the size of a boat and a distance, and you're going to find a race in Newport, Rhode Island. So really, it is a hub of all sailing activity uh, and, and any size and any shape. So it, it is a, a kind of a, a living classroom of sailing. And, and we're very pleased to have an organization called Sail Newport, which leads that whole operation and has taken on a very important educational role of teaching people to sail, regardless of their age. There's so much to do beyond sailing in Newport. For example, there's there's tremendous history. Uh, I was at a wedding a few years ago at Fort Adams. I didn't even know Fort Adams existed, yet it's right there in Newport. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the history and about Fort Adams, which is an incredible spot. One of the things I like to say about Newport is that it's like a living history textbook. Um, you can see over 400 years of American history in, in 10 blocks. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a place where religious freedom was founded in America. It's host to the oldest synagogue in America. Uh, you mentioned Fort Adams. Fort Adams is the largest uh, fortification, seacoast fortification on the American East Coast. It's also home to our folk and jazz festival these days. Uh -huh. um, but there's so much history to see and do in different chapters of history. Because some people, when they think of Newport, they think of the Gilded Age. But people need to know more about the colonial history of Newport and the role that Newport played in uh, the development of America uh, and, and, and various different chapters that went through, including the Navy years, um, because the U.S. Navy has had a long, long history and relationship with the city of Newport. And I think Newport's uh, journey towards being a destination resort really started uh, again in the 1880s when, when these very wealthy families came to Newport and made it a summer destination. That was really the first chapter of us evolving into a destination resort. Yeah, you mentioned the colonial times. We should say that Rhode Island as a whole played a very important part in the Revolutionary War. Uh, and then later, Port Adams and other forts helped support that. Yes. So the Newport was a hub of unrest um, during uh, the American Revolution. Uh, people thought that they were tired of uh, our rule by uh, English government. And so things were getting a little dicey right there. And uh, there was a number of 
very important plans that were made in Newport, Rhode Island to help um, plan ultimately what would be the course of pushing the English out of, of Newport and pushing them south through Rhode Island, through Connecticut, through New York, all the way down to Yorktown, ultimately where they surrendered. And we all remember Yorktown in our textbooks, but nobody remembers that that all started in Newport, Rhode Island. And, mm -hmm. and so uh, the original Fort Adams was built to protect us from the British. Uh, it had multiple renovations over the years, and it, it served uh, our U.S. Navy both in World War I and World War II uh, as fortification. Uh, but it's had probably seven different uh, renovations that have prepared it for different skirmishes over time. Let's talk a little bit about getting to Newport, because it is an island. Can be a little challenging to get to. Uh, some of the different travel options that you would recommend. You do have a terrific airport, very small airport, Newport. Also, Quonset State is not that far away. So, how best is someone coming from, let's say, New York or Maine, maybe, to get to Newport? Your recommendations. Your your travel options uh, um, include obviously the automobile, the train. Amtrak mm -hmm. service comes up within 15 miles of the city of Newport. Uh, we have air service coming from most major airports into three Rhode Island airports, um, TF Green, Quonset, or actually right into Quidnick Island, which is wonderful. A lot of the service coming into Quidnick Island is, is smaller service, um, some charter service, some schedule. Uh, but if you can connect with that, obviously, that's your best choice. We, you know, I want to harp back to a day when most New Yorkers came to Newport by steamship. There used to be steamships that right. mid-time Manhattan came right to New York. Today, there are fast ferries that go out to our friends out on Martha's Vineyard. As tourism director for Newport, I'd like to see a fast ferry come back to Newport. I'd like to see that introduced, and that's a project I'm working on. But, you know, with too many cars on the road today, we have to improve our transportation options. So we have to become better at all forms. Uh, and one of the things that I'd like to add to that is that Newport's a very popular cruise port. Um, so normally when there's not a uh, pandemic here, uh, we welcome over 60 cruise ships. And, and all of those cruise ships are departing from the city of New York. Uh, Newport, Rhode Island is usually their first stop as they're heading up into New England and ultimately into the Canadian Maritimes. So lots of different ways to come explore. Um, I think that the travel tip I would give you is if you don't have to use a car, don't. I'd encourage you to use any uh, option you have other than a car. Um, it's a good, good point. Um, tell me about some of the events you have coming up in August, September, and October, this, the key season in Newport, but it's not just the summer. You also have events in the winter. Thank you. Um, I think that the city of Newport's special event calendar is as robust and dynamic as any city in America. Um, over the years, you know, Obviously, there are larger headline events that people know us about, our folk festival and our jazz festival. Uh, we also have a third music festival, which is a classic festival, but it goes way beyond that. The World Tennis Tour comes to Newport right after Wimbledon, and the players play on the grass courts at the Historic Tennis Hall of Fame. Um, we have food festivals. We have a very large um, boat show in September. We have uh, fall festivals. We have Oktoberfest. We have... The, the number of festivals and events is, is staggering. There's many times three or four every weekend. And as the tourism program, what we tried to work on 
on is to extend that popularity into the shoulder seasons and into the off season. So for example, we've worked very hard to build our Christmas in Newport program. We've put together a really interesting winter festival that happens in February during the school break weeks. Um, we've uh, tried to institute and, and uh, more culinary events with restaurant weeks and things like that during the off season. We've been introducing health events so that we're bringing together spa and other uh, wellness factors into um, some specialty uh, events that we want to raise awareness about people's health. So when someone's coming and they're going to visit Newport, Rhode Island, they certainly want to look at the roster of events that are going on. They may want to plan their visit around that, or they may just want to be aware of what's going on in town. Because if you weren't aware and you popped in on Newport on Newport Jazz Festival weekend, you might say, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> That's a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the things I love about Newport is when you compare it to the Cape, uh, it's really a different experience. And this is my opinion. Uh, it's it's maybe a little bit more laid back. Uh, it's a it's a different feel. So if you're used to going to the Cape, there's a reason to go to Newport as well. There is. You know, I would uh, frame that in this way, uh, Andrew. First of all, I'm a big fan of the entire New England travel experience. I think New England offers people great diversity from the mountains, lakes down to the coast. And, and so we're very proud of our regional presence with our regional partners. The Cape and Newport are, are similar but different, as you pointed out. Um, in Newport, I think the first thing that comes out to people is it's how close everything is in terms of proximity. A lot of people who arrive in Newport think, wow, it's, a, it's, a, it's supposed to be a big city. And they get there and they're like, everything's like within half a mile of it. You know, walking all of this stuff is in walking distance. And so the proximity factor about Newport is the first kind of observation that people have. The Cape is very beautiful, but you're driving oftentimes 30, 40 minutes to whatever geographic point you want to enjoy on the Cape. The difference from Newport, Rhode Island is you're driving five or 10 minutes. Or if that, you're probably walking or biking to your destination in Newport. So it's a lot more consolidated and, and it's a lot more history and culture and sport kind of packed into a very um, interesting smaller footprint or smaller dashboard, if I say it that way. Uh, Evan, how, how would people reach you if they want to, and how would they reach Discover Newport? I think the best way for people for, to reach us is to go to our website, which is uh, simply discovernewport.org. Um, it is a .org address, so I keep emphasizing that because if you go to discovernewport.com, you're going to go to our West Coast cousins. Um, <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are a lot of wonderful Newports out there, mm -hmm. um, and we uh, do a lot of work with our friends out in Newport Beach, California. But when we're trying to differentiate ourselves from other people, the best place to go is discovernewport.org. Evan Smith, President and CEO of Discover Newport. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. I'm Andrew Schmertz. You can reach me at Andrew Schmertz at Twitter uh, and on LinkedIn at Andrew.Schmertz. That's on the go with Hopscotch Air. Thank you.